It's one of the biggest games in Lask's history, and yet it's taking place behind closed doors due to coronavirus fears. We're here with all the preview information you need for Lask versus Manchester United in the Europa League. This is a special edition because we have Lask versus Manchester United this week. A very special game for Austrian football and it's been a very special week for us at the other Bundesliga podcast as well because myself, Tom Midler, Lee Wingate and Simon Clark are here at the new home of the other Bundesliga podcast and that new home is the Long Hall Pub and Kitchen near Rathaus in Vienna, central Vienna. Great location, great place to come down for beer, food and a great place to watch football as well. So if you're in Vienna and uh, you're looking to watch some games, they've got the Austrian football on, they've got European football, big screens, great food, great place to come and watch football here. So moving on, it's a special episode for Lask versus Manchester United. Of course, it cannot escape our notice that today an announcement has been made about Lask versus Manchester United, the biggest game arguably in Lask's history, the Spiel des Jahrhunderts, as they're calling it, the game of the century, is going to be played behind closed doors because of coronavirus. Obviously, we've got loads of listeners in Austria asking about it. We've got loads of listeners around Europe, especially in England, asking about what's going on. There are Manchester United fans already on their way to Austria. The news has just broken. It was nothing to do specifically with the game Lask versus Manchester United. This was official government advice which takes into account all events indoors and outdoors in Austria. Strict regulations have come into place to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus in Austria. But of course, that will have its toll on Lask v Man United. It will be played behind closed doors. Uh, the official regulations state that outdoor events like that can only take place with a maximum of 500 people, but of course it was due to be a 13,300 sellout at the Linzerstadion on Thursday. What on earth is going to happen now? This is what we're here to answer and this is what we're here to talk about on this special edition of the other Bundesliga podcast. So first and foremost, what does this mean for fans travelling to the game on Thursday? I mean, of course, we can't be experts on this. We can only know what the government have announced and where the, where the regulations are standing right now. But what's been the official word from the clubs so far? Well, Lask did confirm this afternoon that in accordance with the regulations put out by the government today, the game would be played behind closed doors. I feel mightily sorry for these fans who were looking were so much looking forward to the game of their lives, the chance to see Manchester United, which might not come around for them for, for years, potentially even decades. So I feel very, very sorry for them. But you have to say it probably is the right choice. It's just the timing that sucks for them. When something like this happens, you have to think that perhaps other things do take precedence and that they've, they've made the right decision. Listening to the press conference earlier today with the, the Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, the Health Minister Rudolf Anschauber and the Interior Minister Karl Niehammer, the way they laid it out and their, their reasoning for, for the measures that have been put into place, it did sound very sensible. Like I say, it's just really bad timing. I never thought I'd hear this on the other Bundesliga podcast, but it is fair to say that other things do take precedence over Austrian football. But yeah, what a shame for Lask. What a shame for this tie. Uh, it promised to be such a great occasion. What's it going to be like now? It's going to be something very different, isn't it? 
Yeah, just to continue about what you said earlier. With football, football is the most important, non-important thing in the world. Safety comes first. This virus is spreading quickly. And uh, yeah, these things have to happen, these regulations. And I just, I feel incredibly sorry for the fans. Uh, personally, I know a few Lask fans. We, we met Lask fans on Sunday at the Mattersburg game. And these were fans who had been through thick and thin. They were talking about, they're talking to us about their days in the third division and how playing Man United is the cherry on the top of this renaissance in the club. And it's such a crazy thing to happen. But obviously it's happening all over Europe, all over the continent. And Lask have, yeah, I mean, the fans are going to miss out on the biggest game in their history. But for the players, they get to play against one of the best teams in the world, one of the biggest teams in the world. So that would be a great thing. But just the whole experience is going to be, it's not going to be what it was going to be, you know. Um, and you have to think about the second leg as well. Lask fans travelling to Old Trafford. Will that game be behind closed doors? We, we don't know yet, but what a sucker punch that would be if that also happened as well. It's just a really dreadful thing to happen. We were looking forward to this fantastic occasion, you know, the Austrian Bundesliga leaders playing the, one, one of the biggest clubs in the world, sold-out stadium, atmosphere, and now... I mean, if we're able to, to, to go, we don't know if uh, our credentials will get us in the stadium or not, but um, it's going to be really eerie and weird and not what we wanted. I think also it's important to look at how this will impact the club because for a club the size of Lask, the, the financial um, loss is, is really quite heavy. If we're to assume that you know, the ticket price was around €35 Euro on average... Um, if you multiply that by the 13,300 spaces that there are in the stadium for European games, that's almost half a million in gate revenue that they'll lose. So obviously, like we said, um, you know, health does, does take priority in this situation, but you can't ignore the, the impact that this will have on the fans and on the club as well. Yeah, all in all, very unfortunate. Yeah, 500 grand it doesn't sound like a lot, perhaps, to, to listeners in England, listeners elsewhere, but 500 grand for an Austrian club is, is absolutely massive. You know, that's last record signing. It's, it's big money. It really does make a difference to a club at this level. At least Lask have already earned a hefty pay packet for getting this far in the Europa League. But I think that is something that was already pretty incredible for Lask. Ahead of this tie, you know, they're the smallest side left in terms of ranking in the UEFA Europa League. They drew the largest side, the biggest side, the, the highest ranked side left in the Europa League in Manchester United. And I think in pretty much everybody's eyes, from the last perspective, that was the dream draw. Because as the smallest side, you know, there's nobody that they were going to draw against where they think, hey, we've got a great chance of going through here. We're really going to, we're really going to go through and, and, and get into the even later rounds. You know, they're already in the second knockout round of the Europa League after winning their group. There's really not much more that last could be doing this season. It's absolutely incredible to be frank, what they've managed to do and getting Manchester United, I always feel like you know, winning a trophy like this is unrealistic for a club the size of Lask. There's no two ways about it. We get a lot of Manchester United fans asking, you know, how good are Lask? Are they going to actually win? We can't say that, but of course they are the massive, massive underdogs on a level that you don't often get in European competition. You know, This really is like a League 2 side playing against uh, a top of the Premier League kind of side in terms of the, the stature of the clubs. So of course Lask deserve to be there and, and they are good and they, they might well cause an upset. And we, we, hope, we certainly hope they do and they hope they do give a good account of themselves at least. But winning the competition, that's an unrealistic goal for a club the size of Lask. What they can hope for is to play against a massive side earn the gate revenue that you get with that, get these great memories for the fans. And unfortunately, 
that has been denied to them uh, given today's regulations. So moving on from the coronavirus, what do you think the game and the situation of the game looks like now given today's announcement that the game will take place behind closed doors? How will that impact LASK on the footballing side of things? Obviously, LASK have an incredible home record at the Linzer Stadion this season. They've won all of their home games. They've only considered one goal in the process. Um, it's been really, really impressive. And the fans have played a big, big part in that. So it'll be interesting to see how that impacts them um, and whether that obviously hinders them in, in the home leg. Yeah, so of course, like the tie was kind of the wrong way around for LASK anyway. Playing at home first in the Linzer Stadion and then going away to Manchester United at Old Trafford makes the tie just that extra little bit difficult you'd have hoped really from the last perspective that if they could get a good result at Old Trafford first and then bring it back to the Linterstadion the the chances of an upset would be just that little bit higher this makes it even more difficult of course now it's going to be a very weird scenario on Thursday night whatever happens but what about the differences between the two clubs you know what about some comparisons between these two sides in the Europa League they could not be more more different you know you have um Lask, whose capacity in the league is 6,000. My United, 74,000, which is just a massive difference in terms of trophies won. United have won 66, Lask have won two. Record signing for Lask is 500,000 euros. <laughs> Record signing for my United is 105 million euros, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Squad value for Lask is 31.28 million. United's 800.75 million. And the annual turnover in the 2018-19 season for Lask was 15.3 million, United's was 711.5 million. So you just have on every level just small figures and gigantic world-leading figures. It's as David and Goliath as you can get at this stage in Europe, I think. I think one thing that hammers that home as well is that I know Alexis Sanchez is out on loan, but he's got the highest wages at Man United, and David De Gea is very similar. And it's less than two weeks' wages for those guys to make last record signing as a player, which is pretty incredible, really, when you put it that way. There's not many Europa League ties that you get a disparity this big between the two clubs. No, normally you get these the disparities in, in August in the qualifying, but to have this in, in March in the round of 16 is just incredible. It just shows how far Lask have come and how well they've done this season. I think also the, the disparity is illustrated by the fact that every time we've spoken to a media outlet so far, they've just been saying, who the hell are Lask? Can you tell us something about them? Like, nobody knows anything at all. And uh, I think that just really, really like hammers home how unknown they are on a European level. And that is exactly what we're here for on the other <laughs> Bundesliga podcast. It's, it's been great for us, telling, telling people in Britain what, what Lask are all about. Uh, moving on to like the playing side of things a little bit, perhaps, what, uh, what awaits Lask, actually, on the Man United side? You know, perhaps we've been looking at it in this way that a lot of British people don't know anything about Lask, but what about Austrians who haven't watched too much Premier League this year? What can they expect in Manchester United? Because I think what most people have seen is the fact that United these days are, are no longer competing for the title. So where exactly are they and, and who have they got in the ranks? Well, in terms of where they are, I think there's, there's been quite a, quite a big upturn recently, particularly since the signing of, of Bruno Fernandes, who actually played against Lask earlier this season for Sporting Lisbon. And that was actually the only game in the Europa League that Lask have lost this season. That was with Fernandes on the side in, in Portugal. Um, and since, since he's arrived, they seem to be um, on a very much a different run of form. Uh, they just beat Manchester City in the derby on the same day that Lask were playing Mattersburg with a crowd that was like one thirtieth of the size. So, um, yeah, United are, are, are on a good run now for sure. But hang on, both sides went into the game with a win, Lee, so it's, it's equal. Lask won Mattersburg <laughs> nil, Manchester United 2, Man City nil. It's, it's, 
it's both wins, you know, it's exactly the same. Are you saying it doesn't matter, Berg? Sorry, the pun had to come from me, didn't it? Um, in terms of United's style of play, though, it's quite interesting to watch that they, they do predominantly play on the counter-attack with a lot of pace, and that generally they do do well against teams that, that have a go at them. So it'll be interesting to see whether last try and sit back, which isn't really in their nature, or if they do have a go at them, and I'm sure they will be ruthlessly exposed if they do, given, that, given the pace and quality in United's attacking ranks. Lee, I have a question for you. Considering that, that, that you are a fan of Manchester United, which... Kind of, kind of lineup do you, do you foresee Ole Gunnar Solskjaer playing in this game? I think he'll look to rotate really and, and give some of the youngsters a chance. You know, these these are good youngsters as well. These are youngsters that, that beat PSG in Paris last season. So, you know, he, he has full faith in them. At the same time, I'm, I'm sure he'll be, be very aware that, you know, Lascar aren't a team to be um, underestimated. He's already spoken about Bruno Fernandes and the information that they've, they've you know, gleaned from him about how good Lascar and what, what kind of team they are to face but at the same time you know competing in the FA Cup still as they are um, trying to push for a top four place in the Premier League and also still perhaps win a European trophy I think at some point you do have it has to give somewhere and so I I think we can expect some rotation. Do you think therein lies perhaps Lask's best chance of actually getting a foothold in this tie and perhaps causing an upset or at least running Manchester United close the fact that United are still busy. They've got plenty of games left on their plate. Um, and from what I've seen in terms of even prominent Manchester United fans and, and, and sort of figures around the club, I think they can't help but underestimate a team like Lask, really, even if you look at their Europa League record. You know, this is a club that is so insignificant in, their terms of, in terms of their size compared to United that I think a lot of clubs this season have gone out there and they've said, oh, no, we won't underestimate them. But PSV underestimated them. Sporting Lisbon underestimated them. They got incredibly lucky to win that game with Bruno Fernandes where he, he actually made the impact with a goal and an assist. Even that, there was a five-minute spell in a game that mostly Lask dominated in Portugal. Um, Lask haven't really been overawed by challenges this season. So it would be kind of first if they were overawed here against Manchester United. But is that going to happen? And, and if Lask do turn up, you know, what could be the keys to actually exposing some weaknesses in that United side? Well, I think, first of all, you're right about Lask not being overawed this season because I think every time we've asked questions or, or had any doubts, they have, you know, they've proven, they've, they've surprised us, basically. I mean, whether it's been in the, in the Europa League winning that group with PSV and Sporting or whether it's been in the, in, in the league against Salzburg ending their three-and-a-half-year unbeaten run in the league, that's a no-mean feat. Um, I think that the, the, you know, they have always proven that, 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 that they, they can rise to the challenge each time. But having said that, I think we do also have to be realistic. They are perhaps not on their best run of form. They just lost to, to Salzburg in the Cup. They didn't look their fluid best against Mattersburg at the weekend in the league. And they've picked up some, some notable injuries, which are worth mentioning. You know, Thomas Goiginger has started in all 12 of their previous European games this season, if you include the Champions League qualifiers. Um, he is going to be a big blow. He's now got a cruciate ligament injury and is not expected to feature again this season. Marvin Potsman as well is out for the season. Doesn't always start in the first team, but is nonetheless a notable absence. So I think the bottom line is that they really do have their work um, cut out. Yeah, you've also got key suspensions in the defence for that game as well with uh, Wiesinger out after, uh, after getting a, a red card in the previous game. And uh, Trauner should be back, their key man in central defence. But yeah, Lascar are not going to look like the, the sort of the regular side. 
the only sort of mitigating circumstance there, I think, is that they have rotated a fair bit. They've got a sort of small, small but core squad, um, and they sort of rotate within that. And if you talk about like, somebody like Goiginger being, uh, being out with injury and Potsman being out as well, there are players potentially that could come in who are not really weak backup options. You know, they have been sort of rotated and, and done a good job this season as well. You've got the likes of Reinhold Ranftel, uh, Rene Renner, Hussein Balic, perhaps the new signing as well, if he's fit. We don't know about that one at the moment. There's a question mark over Balic. Um, but if some of those players can come in, then perhaps they can patch up some of those holes. But they'll really be looking to Raguz, Marco Raguz up front, the, the young striker who's got five goals in the Europa League this season, including some, some really good ones in there as well. And, and he's in a rich vein of form at the moment. Uh, Joao Klaus has uh, been an adept deputy almost a substitute for Raguz he's not really a B option he's just the other option so so last do have a bit of range so it's not all doom and gloom despite the injuries but they'll need players like Samuel Tete who presumably is going to come in Dominic Frieza another player who's kind of a starter but also not always a starter uh, he he was key just a few weeks ago as last went away to Salzburg and beat Salzburg for the first time uh, you know first team to beat Salzburg away in Salzburg for a long long time for many years Frieza was very good in that one so They'll basically just need everybody to be on their, on their best form, really, won't they? I think that's the key point. If they're to have any chance, they need United to potentially have an off day and they need to have the day of their lives. But football throws up surprises and as the eternal optimists here, then we'd like to believe that they are capable of causing a surprise. Yeah, I think they are capable of springing a surprise, but I think that going back to the lack of the fans in the stadium, they made such a big difference. When you go to these games on European nights, the atmosphere is it's scintillating. It really is. It's so loud, even though it's got an athletics track that into the stadium. It somehow keeps in the sound, the concrete echoes around and... Yeah, it, I think that lack of home advantage, proper home advantage will be a real fall in their side um, and now it's just 11 men versus 11 men on a football field and 11 of those men are <laughs> one of the biggest clubs in the world you know so uh, it's going to be as raw as football ca- can be at this level for me I hope last can get a result but I can't really foresee it I think on that note it's probably time for, uh, for a couple of predictions for the game you said you don't see them getting a result in the Linzer Stadion, what do you think for Thursday night? I think 2-0 uh, to Manchester United. Lee? I was actually also going to say 2-0 to Manchester United, but I think the one thing we should mention is that when we sat down and did our preview podcast for the Austrian teams in, in Europe this season, we were also very you know, doubtful about whether Wolfsburg would get a single point. They went away and beat Gladbach. We were doubtful that Last would get through the group, and they did it. You know, Salzburg surprised us by scoring three times at Anfield. So I'll say 2-0 to Manchester United, but, you know, with, with perhaps a quiet confidence that Lask may cause a surprise. I think Lask will score. I like Raguz at the moment, Klaus looking good as well. They've got other options up front too. I think maybe, uh, maybe 3-1 Man United. But I hope for better than that as well. As you say, we've been, uh, we've been positively surprised by Lask many, many times in Europe this season. I think there are key departures, especially in that defence you know they play this 3-4-3 system and not having the the complete three of Filipovic, Trauner and Wiesinger at the back is almost a bigger loss for the style of football that Lask play than any of the attacking uh, losses that they've got that that can potentially be filled in so things are going to look really difficult for Lask it's a real shame with their fans not being there losing that home advantage but 
We certainly still hope to be in the stadium, coronavirus permitting. We hope to be there to bring you the action live. It should be a very interesting, very strange uh, experience. If we are there, we'll be some of the only people at this, uh, you know, the biggest game in Austria this week. So, yeah, it's a developing situation. Keep your eyes on at Other Bundesliga on Twitter. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram as well. Check us out on there. Leave us a review if you've liked this podcast, please, on uh, Apple, you know, iTunes podcasts, wherever you listen, Spotify, whatever it is. Leave us a, a review. That would be very, very helpful for us. We hope you've enjoyed this. If you're a Manchester United fan on your way over, you might see us around. We'll probably come and say hello to you if we see any of you in Linz before the game because uh, that's an unlucky situation, isn't it? It does suck if you've already booked your travel and I know there's not much insurance you can get against coronavirus. And I think probably a lot of Man United fans are already here, bearing in mind this is still only a couple of days before the game. And when me and Sire were in Mattersburg at the weekend, we heard a lot of British voices on the train going to that game. So it may well be that a lot of fans are already here. So, yeah, like we've already said, feel heartily sorry for them. Yeah, commiserations to anybody making the trip. Uh, we'll try and catch up with some of you if we do see you around Linz, because we're going to be floating around the stadium, I'm sure, for the game on Thursday night. Whether they let us in with our accreditation or not, who knows? There are worse cities to, to, to be in Europe than Linz. Linz is a fantastic place. I think it has a great cultural scene, great pubs and bars, great restaurants. So if you're a United fan in Linz, I'm sure you found those establishments already. <laughs> and if you're back in Vienna, well, you know where to come. The Long Hall here, our home of the other Bundesliga podcast. That will be showing Lask versus Manchester United. We're hoping for a good result. We're not expecting one. I'm just going to point out one more time for safety that Lask have already gone way beyond their expectations in the Europa League this season. So... Whatever happens now, it is what it is. Yeah, I think we kind of see Lask like a child now, right? Like, they, don't, they might not do that well, but we'll always be proud of them. And I think that's how we felt about them this season. Yeah, a wonderful European run. Whatever happens in this home leg against Manchester United. Uh, looking forward to the away leg as well, of course, at Old Trafford. There'll be more on that to come in the next few days and weeks. For now, we'll say goodbye until the game itself. Lask v Man United. Definitely check us out on other Bundesliga on Twitter for that one there'll be live videos and live write-ups and all sorts of stuff from us there for now we'll say goodbye and thank you very much for listening to the other Bundesliga podcast